morning. This is Sister Lisa coming to you from the Ill, the Edmund Elder Library. And today we're going to be reading chapter 9, The Abundant Life, page 107, out of A Shepherd Looks at the Good Shepherd by Philip Keller. <clears throat> I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. John 10 and 10 and 11. Any shepherd who is a good manager always bears in mind one great objective. It is that his flock may flourish. The continuous well-being of his sheep is his constant preoccupation. All of the time, thought, skill, strength, and resources are directed to this end. Nothing delights the good shepherd more than to know his livestock are in excellent condition. He will stand in his pastures amongst the sheep, casting a knowing eye over them, rejoicing in their contentment and fitness. O God, you are there. O Christ, you have come that I might have abundant life. O gracious Spirit, you are as invisible as the wind, yet as real as the air that surrounds me, which I inhale to energize my body. You are within and without. It is in you, O my God, that I live and move and have my being. You are the environment from which my total life is derived. You are the energy and the dynamic of my whole being. Every good and perfect gift is come from you. The vitality of my spirit, the energy of my emotions, the drive of my disposition, the powerful potential of my mind, the vigor of my body. In fact, every facet of my total abundant life is a reflection of your life, O Lord, being lived out in me and through me. We are totally submerged in him and protected by him at the same time. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Psalms 103, 1 and 2. Knowing that he is for us and not against us. His love is so genuine and so real. You know, uh, we watched a little bit of The Chosen um, Sunday night, and it was talking about how Jesus, unto us a child is born. A child. Uh, Isaiah prophesied how he would be born, how he was coming. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, the Son of God. And his name shall be called Wonderful. He is Wonderful. Counselor. Who else could we talk to take all of our burdens to and can guide us and direct us? The mighty God. It is, he is God roped in flesh. He is God, the everlasting Father. He's the creator of all. The Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. The only real peace we're ever going to have is Jesus. He is, when we accept him, to guide our lives, as I was going to say, as our Lord and Savior, but you know what I mean. To accept Him, to lead us and guide us, and as our shepherd, as our everything. He is our all in all. He is our everything. He is my all. He is my everything, both great and small. He gave His life for me, made everything new. He is my everything. Now, how about you? Is that what you say, too? That's a little chorus we used to sing. But... The fullness of the of the Godhead dwells in him bodily. Jesus is God. I asked my uncle when I was living with him when I was 18 years old. 
when I lived with my aunt and uncle and when I moved from my house and my mom and dad's house and moved out on my own only I wasn't on my own I lived with my aunt and uncle but anyway I asked him he was my pastor I said is there more to God than just Jesus and he said yes and he, he compared it to like having a two liter bottle of coke or any kind of beverage but a two liter and you pour into that glass and that glass is full of that beverage but there's still some in the bottle meaning God is a spirit you can't contain him everywhere but yet Jesus he was like that glass that was full he was full of God he was God so when you pray you pray to God when you get baptized you get baptized you pray and you get baptized in Jesus name when you pray you pray in Jesus name everything you do in word or deed you do it all in the name of the Lord that's what I'm trying to say I read in my December 16th Jesus Calling today a little bit that I think goes along with this. I am speaking in the depths of your being. Be still so that you can hear my voice. I speak in the language of love. My words fill you with life and peace, joy and hope. I desire to talk with all my children, but many are too busy to listen. The work ethic has them tied up in knots. They submit wholeheartedly to this taskmaster. Wonder why they feel so distant from me. Living close to me requires making me your first love, your highest priority. As you seek my presence above all else, you experience peace and joy in full measure. I also am blessed when you make me first in your life. While you journey through life in my presence, my glory brightens the world around you. And that's true. We do. We do get wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. And he blesses us. And he guides us. And others can see Jesus in us. We can point others to the cross as we draw closer to him and allow him to shape us and mold us and and feed us and all the different aspects of being his child, being his sheep, being his bride, being his church, being, um, you know, all the different things, his wheat, his the stalks in his field. We want to be fruit on our tree, have fish in our nets, all the different things, make fishers of men. We want to be sensitive and receptive and alive to the world around us. It's his father's world as we give to others. We want to be used of God. He said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Amen. Chapter 9 is completed. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. The Edwin Elder Library. Tell your friends podcast on Anchor. Bye-bye.